Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. We have a ton to cover in this episode, so let's get started. First things first, how have you guys been? I hope that you have been well. I hope that your families have been well. I hope that you've been drinking your water, moisturizing your skin, and minding your business. And we know that there are exceptions to the rule when your business is my business because, sis, I have I got your back. But unless those situations occur, mind your business, okay? Mind the business that pays you or mind the business that you want to pay you, okay? So I just hope that you guys have been doing well. I know the podcast has kind of been... MIA for a little bit, and I'll go into further detail about that a little bit later. But I have an update that is so, so, so important. Like I can barely, I can barely contain myself to even get it out to you, okay? So the event that I have been telling my listeners and my followers um, about for the last two months, it is finally here. Well, almost. The event is December 7th here in Hampton Roads. It is a look in the mirror with my sister friend, the beautiful, the educated, the talented Janae Garrett. We literally formed a very meaningful sisterhood from the organic encounter we had when she was a guest on the podcast for the suicide prevention episode. Something tragic happened to one of my daughter's friends and my daughter was really struggling with the sudden death of her friend. I've been a mother for 15 years, but when I tell you, I still don't have all the answers. And this was something that unfortunately, I didn't know how to help her. I didn't know what the best way to help her was. I didn't know exactly what that looked like, what it sounded like. So I picked up my phone and I contacted Janae. And she was able to give me professional but age-appropriate advice for my daughter. And I just want to say that we must cherish our sisterhoods. My sisterhood circle used to be a lot larger. And as the years have gone by, it's become really really small, partly by force and partly by choice. But this is the circle that I now have. And the sisters that are currently in my life, I honor them. I cherish them. I value them. I pour into them. I show up for them. I show out for them. I love them. So I just wanted to add that because I don't think we realize how important our circles are until you look up one day in your time of need and realize that you no longer have one. Okay, so just, you know how the old saying goes, give people their flowers while they can still smell them. I just want us to do a better job at honoring our sisterhoods, okay? So... I know I'm getting off topic. So back to the event that we have prayed about and spent weeks planning for. Our original plan was to have something super small and intimate with a handful of ladies. And the thing about it is sometimes our prayers are just too small and God is offended. 
he's literally like, oh, for real? So, oh, you think I'm a God of, of little things? You think I'm a God? Oh, so you don't look at me like I'm a big God, like I'm a miracle working God. Oh, okay. You keep, keep, keep staying down there praying your little prayers. I really think that's how God looks at us when we pray our little prayers. And for me, being that this is my first um, real speaking engagement for my actual um, platform, I literally said, like, God, if I could just get three to five ladies in the room, if I can just get them in the room, you know, and sometimes I think our prayers are just too small. The response to this event forced us to find a larger venue to accommodate more people. The tickets sold out in two days. I could not believe it. We posted them on a Thursday night, literally around 8 p.m. And by Saturday morning, I think around 9 or 10, they were all gone. And I hit Janae up like, they went way faster than I expected. It seems like more people want to come, but we don't have the space. What are we going to do? And we both agreed to find a larger location so that we could accommodate more ladies. And I just want to say that we added, as I'm recording this episode, we added additional tickets. Even from the additional tickets that we added, there's only two tickets left. And It made me really think about our small prayers. Listen, God is not intimidated by big prayers. Okay? And I'm I'm telling that to myself. I'm telling it to you. I'm reminding us that he's not intimidated by big prayers. Sometimes I think we dumb our prayers down because we don't want to seem too needy. Or we don't want to ask for something that we really don't think we deserve. But God loves our audacious prayers. You have to remember, Jesus thought I was worth dying for. So he is not going to go and run and hide if I pray an audacious prayer. I am a very, let's just say moderate and basic person. As long as I have my basic needs met, I really don't make a big deal about extra or you know extraordinary things but I have to remember that God wants us to have life and have it to the full so who am I to tell him no God like smaller like I just want this little I want like three women in the room instead of 25 women in the room or I want if if just 20 people will download this week's episode I'll be happy with that When God is saying, no, 300 people are going to listen to this week's episode. So I'm just constantly reminded that who am I to tell him to go smaller when the vision that he has for my life is greater? Okay, listen, I don't know. I don't know if y'all caught that the way that I felt it in my spirit. Maybe I need to say it again. I don't I don't know how how it translated to you. But how dare us tell God to go smaller? No God smaller, smaller when his plan for our lives is greater. I feel like preaching up in this thing. I really do. 
And okay, so I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast. I know that I've mentioned it on my IG before, but when I was about 16 or 17, y'all know, back when I was living my worst life, I went to a church service with my um, friend and there was a prophetess there. And she told me that I was going to be an evangelist one day. And y'all, I said to myself, (laughs) some prophetess she is, she must don't know I'm out here in these streets, baby. I'm in these streets. I'm going to be an evangelist one day, all right? And I literally laughed at her. And I literally said to myself, she's fake. She's a fake. She knows nothing about me. She don't know my life. She don't know what I be into. Like, she don't know nothing about me. She don't know my life. How in the world I'm going to be an evangelist when I'm out here in these streets? Like, how? And almost 20 years later... I wish I could remember her name so that I could locate her or find someone who knows her so that I can call her or so that I can meet up with her over a delicious meal at a vegan restaurant to tell her that she was right. I really wish I could remember who she was so that I could tell her she was right. See, evangelism doesn't have to be in a church pulpit. Evangelism happens anywhere you are called to. That could be work, home, school, the grocery store, Target, okay? And this podcast for sure. I truly believe that this pod was God's orchestration of preparing me for greater. I just, I believe it. I feel it in my spirit. And... On this day, I am thankful for the people who spoke life into me when I didn't have sense enough to speak life into myself. See, mm. the power of a praying grandmother too. Because y'all, my grandmother prayed me through those years. And I, I truly think I'm still alive because I was my life was spared because of her prayer life. And oh, so much I could say about it. I, I can't even because just thinking about it makes me super emotional. But be thankful for the people who are speaking to God on your behalf. Hmm? Who are speaking life over you when you out here acting like you don't have the sense the good Lord gave you. I'm so thankful for everyone who saw in me what I couldn't see in myself. So, sorry, back to (laughs) the topic at hand, which is the event. I just, I had to say that though. It just, it just flowed. And I, I had to say that. I couldn't just, you know, skip over that. Like it wasn't burning my tongue to get that out. But back to the event. So, I will have merchandise at the event. We are also doing two special giveaways at the event. Again, the event is December 7th from 5 to 6.30 here in Hampton Roads. Everyone that has registered will get the address and an email. And the link is in my bio. So, when I started recording, I checked and there were two tickets left. The event is free, but registration is required. So if you would like to attend this event, please click the link in my bio 
and get your ticket. We will not be adding any additional tickets after these two tickets are claimed. Um, so we are just super honored and excited to share what God has placed on our hearts. And I cannot wait to see all of the Lavender women at the event that Janae and I have been working so hard on for you guys. And I really hope that you leave with something that you didn't walk in with and that we can be um, of service to you and make an impact in your life. And my MacBook is just making all sorts of noises. Oh, because someone just purchased a ticket. So with that being said, we now have one ticket left. So I tried to tell y'all, hmm? I tried to tell y'all. Literally, as I'm recording this episode, this is not a live episode I recorded and then I posted the next morning. Someone just got a ticket. So we have one ticket left. And maybe by the time you hear this in the morning, there may not be any tickets left, but the link is in my bio. Once the event is sold out, I am going to take the link out of my bio. So if you go to my bio and you do not see the event, link there it's because it's sold out and i'll just add the podcast link in its place so that's just crazy that i'm sitting here i thought my computer was muted and i do apologize for that notification but someone literally purchased a ticket while i was sitting here recording (laughs) so that's kind of crazy but anyway so i know that the podcast has been m.i.a We kind of did an unexpected three-week hiatus or whatever. And it's literally been because I've been so busy, so busy in trying to keep my life together at the same time. And what I've learned about busyness in this season is that busy doesn't always mean productive. You ever been so busy that you literally got nothing done? That's how I have been feeling like the past month, month and a half maybe, that I've been just running, 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 doing, 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 busy, 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 but I'm not seeing the fruit of my productivity. And I'm like, I've been so busy that I've actually gotten nothing done. So I had to take a little bit of time to regroup and recalibrate because on top of that, the holidays are just super hard for me. It gives me severe anxiety. I miss my grandma so much on a day-to-day basis anyway. And the holidays only seem to intensify her absence. The thing about the holidays is that She loved cooking and she loved the gathering of family and friends. Like that was truly her thing. That was her calling to bring people together, to pour into us, to just share her 80 plus years of wisdom with us and tell us stories from her childhood. That was her thing. And now that that thing is missing, holidays just aren't the same. And the thing about those family gatherings and holidays is that my family dynamic is no longer the same. Once she passed, my family kind of went in several different directions and we never found our way back to the center. And the thing about it is, is that I haven't gotten together with a lot of my immediate family 
since about two months after her passing in 2016, when we all gathered, when her headstone was delivered and installed at the cemetery. And it's just been rough because there's a lack of respect and decency and boundaries that exist within my family. And for the sake of my mental health, I had to remove myself from it. So when you lose the matriarch of a family, it's, it's usually bigger than just losing that individual person. It typically divides the family. And we all know that nobody wins when the family feuds. And I'm literally like inserting a Kanye shrug right there because I really have no words for it. I'm still processing it all because I can't believe this is where we are. But sometimes you have to love people from the balcony, even family. So I also want to apologize if I sound a little stuffy. Y'all, I know it's fall and it's like mad cold here in Virginia, but my sinuses are draining. So when I tell you like my ears and like my throat... I just have a whole little situation going on up in here. So if I sound a little stuffy, it's because I am. Because my sinuses are trying to take me out. But with the holidays in mind, I just have to say this really quickly. I promise y'all, we are going to get to the meat of this episode. I promise you we will. But as I'm sitting here thinking about holidays and just how difficult they can be, on their own at times. It made me also think about the roots of certain holidays. Um, In our Juneteenth episode, we discussed how we as a people were not free on July 4th, 1776. Yet we throw cookouts and we party and we celebrate as if our ancestors were free. Our freedom actually didn't come until, let me see, I think about 89 or 90 years later. So I educated my children on Juneteenth as being our celebratory holiday and not July 4th. And with Thanksgiving Fest approaching, it really made me look deeper into this holiday because I know when I was in school, they taught us that Thanksgiving was a celebration that the pilgrims and the Indians and they got together and they had a feast and everyone was happy and living in harmony and it's lies. It's all lies. It feels like alternative facts has always been the truth of choice with America. I I don't understand it because Thanksgiving It's quite the opposite of what we've been taught and what we've been told. Thanksgiving was actually started by Massachusetts Governor John Winthrop when he declared Thanksgiving as a way to celebrate the return of the colonists that left war on the Pequot Indians. And I really hope I said that right. It's Pequot P-E-Q-U-O-T. That war resulted in the massacre of over 700 Indians from that tribe. And it just shows the struggle of a people, which is a struggle that enslaved Africans can absolutely relate to. 
So I just feel like these Americanized holidays and especially like Thanksgiving may not have anything to do directly with African-Americans or enslaved Americans per se. But we can relate to the struggles that the Indians were having with the colonists because, my God, look at what our people endured for 400 years. And so as a parent, it's my job to educate my children. I educate them on the facts of history. Do not depend on your child's school curriculum to teach them historical facts. They are more than likely going to get the watered down, altered version of what really happened. And that just, it just doesn't sit well with me. So I'm not telling you not to celebrate Thanksgiving, but instead I'm just suggesting that you educate yourself on the background and the roots of these holidays that we celebrate. Okay. History class is over. The bell has rung. We are about to switch classes and we are about to step all up in real life 201. That is the name of the class. So when I make promises, I deliver. And it's a flourishing girl fall, y'all. It is. Remember, we don't have time to be hot girls because we need to be healed girls. That was the motto for the summer. If you haven't listened to Healing Girls Summer Parts 1 and 2, hold up, stop, pause, quit, change your face. Okay, so that was like, you know, I'm from the DMV. So that was like a little go-go because that's kind of what we do. We we like go-go. We listen to go-go. But anyway, I really seriously want you to stop, pause, just take a minute to go back. Listen to Parts 1, Part 1 and Part 2 of A Healing Girl Summer before you listen to A Flourishing Girl Fall because those two episodes, it's all about the work. There's work required in those episodes. So go back and get your life, okay? I'm actually going to give you like a second to stop and go back and get your life. I'm going to sip a little bit of water because my throat and everything is just doing its own thing. And I'm trying to bring you a dope episode, okay? So, in those two episodes, I dropped 10 gems to start us on our healing journey. And I want to just be clear that healing is a journey. Healing does not happen overnight. Healing is continuous, okay? So... Don't beat yourself up if things aren't progressing as quickly as you think they should or as you would like for them to. It's a marathon, okay? And sometimes slow and steady is the best way to go to win the race. But now the work that we did in the summer is is setting us up for a flourishing girl fall. Fall is upon us. We are here and here it is. See, we are approaching harvest season. If you go to church, I'm sure pastors all across the world are um, talking about harvest season in this time of the year. But what does your harvest look like in this season, sis? I seriously want you to ask yourself that question. Like, did you do the work this summer to reap the harvest that you desired this fall? Did you do the work? Because the harvest is based on the work that you put in during the planting season. I am like Auntie Iyanla. 
I'm here to ensure you do your work. So do your work, beloved. Okay? I am here. Auntie Iyanla, she is here. The ancestors, they are here. We are all here to make sure you do your work. Okay? So this episode isn't going to be super heavy like the Healing Girls Summer Series were because we were supposed to have done or actively be doing the work already. Even though these are similar to Healing Girls Summer, this episode is more about enjoying and maintaining your harvest, aka your flourishing girl fall. So I'm going to hit y'all with a bunch of memes today because they be speaking to me. And when they speak to me, I incorporate them into the episode. Because we are lavender women who are flourishing in this season, I want to give you five F's for this season. So listen, when I say that, I'm about to give you five F's for this season. My daughter has a teacher that does what's called a zero to hero rule. So each term, like each nine weeks, everyone in the class starts out with a zero. You start out with a with an F. And it's completely up to you to go from zero to hero. So I'm about to give you five F's for you to turn into A's. Does that make sense? I want you to have like A pluses across the board because I know you can do it because you are a lavender woman. Like who who's better to do it than you? Huh? Nobody. So the first F is family. With the holidays fast approaching, a lot of us will be around family. And family isn't always easy. Okay, and I just want to remind you that ditching tradition is okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. Last year, I expressed to my family how depressing cooking the Thanksgiving dinner made me because my grandmother was no longer here and it's typically something that she and I did together. So we ditched our tradition that has been a part of our family forever And my husband and our children and my mom and her husband, we went out to eat for Thanksgiving. That is something that has never happened in my family, like ever. But I appreciated them for understanding where I was at that particular point in time. So if being around your family is too heavy, you don't have to do it. You can start a new tradition that honors you and not stresses you out. Or if you choose to be around family, have firm boundaries. Boundaries are for everybody, family included. That means Aunt Tina, who's always in your business, or your drunk cousin Jimmy, who don't know how to act when he comes around. Boundaries are for them too. Like no one is excluded from the boundaries that you have established in your life that protect your heart, mind. So boundaries are for everyone. And the meme for the family part of this episode is remember, relatives are related to you. Your family is based on behavior. So when I look at that and when I consider like my family, my family are those who have shown me behavior that's in my best interest. And not everyone that is related to you will have the behavior 
part down packed. So they can be interchangeable, you know what I'm saying? Or they could not be, but it's all about who makes you feel like family. Who in your life makes you feel like family, whether they are related to you or not. Because like I said, family is not always relatives. Family is oftentimes behavior. So the next F I'm going to give you is friends. Listen, I could write a book about friends. But I'm going to be short and sweet because I'm not fully healed in this area yet. And you got to be honest about the areas that you know still need work. That is an area of my life that still requires much work and I'm not there yet. And so when I saw this meme, I was like, you know what? (laughs) Here we go again. The meme read, sometimes you just have to accept that some people can live in your heart, but not in your life. Okay, so listen, the older I get, the less patience I have for friendship foolishness. I, I have no room for it. My life I can't fit that into the schedule of my life. I I can't. I've tried. It doesn't work for me. I don't like it. You know, I took it back to the store and got a refund. As we approach this new year, it is the perfect time to do some evaluating in your life. And friendships are something that needs to be evaluated. In the words of the late Nipsey Hussle, the great, My circle got smaller. Everybody can't go. Those were facts. He spoke facts. Everyone isn't a part of the plan that God has for your life. You have to trust God more than you trust your feelings because your feelings will have you out here tore up from the floor up trying to hold on to people that are not meant to be in your life any longer. Trust God over your feelings. The next F is finances. Finances. So I read a meme that said, I just want to have the money my kids think I have. Listen, I know that might seem funny, like a hee hee ha ha moment, but I'm being completely serious. Hubby and I do very well financially. Considering how I grew up as a child in a single parent household that struggled, I mean, we had no heat in the winter. We had no air in the summer. Um, I pretty much ate at my grandparents' house every day because oftentimes there was no food in my house. Like the struggle was real. My mom did the best she could and she eventually got on her feet and we were able, and I was able to have like basic necessities and then we were even able to do some extra things but for a while for a period there was a struggle there and so when I look at where we are with our children it's completely different than how we grew up and we actually do very well financially but could we save more yeah we could we could save a lot more than what we save could we budget a little better yeah me especially he does he does great with finances, y'all. It's usually me <laughs> that jacks everything up and it takes me a little longer to get on board and get the, you know, the repetition of doing this every single month or doing this every single week. It's me. I come to the plate. You know, he's already ran around the baseball field and he has his home run 
and the team is over there like dapping him up and I'm just like do I have to keep running because I'm tired (laughs) I don't want to do this today but we have conversations about money and I think that's the pivotal moment like that's what changes everything you have to talk about money you can't be so afraid that you never talk about it because it's not going to get better you know you can't heal what you don't reveal and for some of us we have like the bomb jobs we have a beautiful home we have our dream car our life is just flourishing in all areas except our money and when your money is not right none of it is really right and so sometimes when we're out our kids literally act like we're millionaires and they'll be like oh we should get that oh oh mommy can you buy me this or daddy can you get me that and sometimes I'm looking at these prices like who do they think we are baby we work full-time jobs for a living we are not out here just you know chilling with the money tree in the backyard and when you want these things we just have to take a few steps and pull the money off the tree to grant your wish no it's no genies in a bottle over here okay we work we work over here so if we had the money that our kids think we have we could solve world hunger i promise you because they just think we out here balling and we are not (laughs) we do well um but i just want to encourage everyone in this season to get your money right because that fixes and changes a lot when your money is right I encourage you to save more. I encourage you to invest. I don't encourage you to go out here investing blind. Educate yourself. Gain some knowledge on investing and what investing um, pathways may be best for you. Hubby and I have recently started a different type of investing that we've never done before. Can't really talk about it because I haven't seen a return on it yet. But um, when we do... It's something that I do want to share on the pod because I'm the type of person I don't hold things in. If I have information that could help someone else or could, you know, get you out of a situation, make things easier in your life, I share it for free. Okay? So let's see. The next F is faith. So in the Healing Girls Summer Series, I encourage us to go to church regularly and get into God's word more often. And I hope that everyone has made a conscious effort to do so. Because in this season, when it concerns our faith, I want us to also get more involved in our church homes. I want us to become volunteers. I want us to participate more actively in church. And I used to work at my previous church and I was involved in every aspect of anything that was happening there to be doing kingdom work, something that I saw my grandmother do her entire life. It meant so much to me that I was doing kingdom work that every day that I woke up, I was going to, you know, impact someone's life and share the good word and the love of Jesus Christ. And I've been attending my current church for just a little over a year. And I became a partner in August. They don't call their people members. They call them partners. Because, okay, I'm trying to get this right. My pastor said members is like when you think about 
a membership to a gym. You become a member just to get something out of the gym. You go there to use the equipment, to, you know, drop some pounds, to exercise off some calories. You are only going there for what you can get from it. That's what a member is. That's what membership does. But when you partner with someone or something, you are going there for what you can get from it and what they can get from you. It's an exchange. It's a partnership. We are here for each other. You know, we are going to help each other on this journey. So I became a partner of that church in August and I participated in my first event, which was a women's event in September. And it was just really amazing. I felt like my old self again because kingdom work is so important. Services just don't pop out of boxes fully prepared. Okay. With God's help, the church, the church is the actual people. And I think a lot of people don't understand that they think the church is the building. No, the church is the body of Christ. The church are the people. With the help of Christ and the church, which are the people, they are putting in the work to bring the the word of God to the masses. So the meme for our faith journey is fear loses its power. When you remember, you have a track record of surviving. Listen, I don't know what you're facing in this season. Okay. If this season looks anything like my season, you may be suffering from some seasonal depression. Your anxiety may be through the roof. You may be completely overwhelmed. Maybe your finances aren't right. And you're thinking about your kids on Christmas. Maybe you just got a health diagnosis that has shaken you to your core. I don't know what you're facing in this season, but I promise you that faith loses its power once you realize that you have a track record of surviving and you have a track record of winning. Remember, ladies, we only need faith the size of a mustard seed to move a mountain. Okay? So fill up your faith tanks in this season because you are going to survive whatever it is that is coming up against you. The last F is fun. And I know you're probably like, fun? What? But when is the last time that you actually had fun on purpose? Like you intentionally did something to have fun. Not just you happened to do something fun or something fun just fell into your lap. But I mean, you really planned out something fun. Listen, heavy things are happening in our lives like every single day because I continuously tell you guys the life got them hands. So if you aren't careful, you'll be fully consumed by everything that is going on in your life. And I don't want you to think, okay, we're grown sis. We got jobs. We got spouses. We got kids. We got responsibilities. We got bills. You're never too old to have fun. You're never too old to have fun. Or I don't want you to feel like I have too much going on to have fun. Do you know what I'm over here trying to do, girl? I don't have time to have fun. One thing I can say about my immediate family, being my husband and my children, is that we know how to have fun and we have fun on purpose. We literally carve out time in our schedules just for fun moments. Because 
All work and no play makes me a very dull lavender woman. And yes, I know that there is a time and a place for everything, but life is worth living on purpose, simultaneously with your purpose. So let your hair down, laugh until it hurts, do something you've never done, go zip lining or go parasailing. The meme for fun is, I work too hard just to pay bills and die. Listen, I don't want to leave this world with any regrets. I don't want to just be a workaholic. I don't want to just be, you know, mom of the year or wife of the year or daughter of the year or employee of the year. I want to have a full life. And that includes having fun. You know, because like we talked about a few episodes ago, one thing about the storm, it doesn't last forever. So if you are in the middle of a storm, you're going to come out on the other side of it. And I just encourage you to laugh more, smile more, have fun, relax and trust God on your journey. I want us to live on purpose while we are alive. Be intentional about that. To live on purpose while we're still alive. So, now it's time for the official So I Saw a Meme segment. As if I haven't given you enough memes already. I'm going to give you one more. The overall meme for this episode, it was just so fitting when I saw it. The meme read, Sis is drinking her water Sis is minding her business. She's manifesting, praying, and stepping out on faith. She's building her credit and preparing to reap the harvest she worked so hard to sow. Did y'all hear all of that? Did you? Because I literally put this episode together before I saw that meme. And that keeps happening more. I don't know what that's all about. But typically I'll see a meme and then kind of formulate the episode But I had the entire episode together, like notes jotted down, and I ran across this meme and was just like, oh, for real? So you're just going to encompass everything that I, you know, was thinking and meditating on to put in this episode. You're just going to sum it up in a meme. Okay, that's cool. I'm going to give it to the people anyway. So when I think about that meme, I want us to say it over and over again because we are sis, okay? Sis is us. It is so perfect for this season and this episode. Sis is drinking her water. She's minding her business. She's manifesting. She's praying, stepping out on faith, building her credit, and preparing to reap the harvest that she worked so hard to sow. That is the reason I was stressing the Healing Girl Summer Series because that was the work that we were putting in. That was the planting season so that once we reach this season, we will be in a place of harvest, okay? The affirmation for this week is believe you deserve it and the universe will serve it. Listen, (laughs) we are truly our thoughts. The Bible literally tells us the power of life and death is in the tongue. We have to be careful what we say about ourselves, what we say to ourselves, what we say about our situation, what we say to our situation. Only speak life, only speak positivity, 
affirm all good things concerning that situation because we are truly what we think. And it says, believe you deserve it and the universe will serve it. We can't be out here saying, oh, I wish I could find another job, but I know I'm not qualified. But like, listen, God's going to open the door for a job that I'm not qualified for. I'm going to walk through the door and I'm going to get the job. They're going to offer me more money, okay, than the position's even worth because I walk in favor. You got to speak light to these things like you just have to. So once again, the affirmation is believe you deserve it and the universe will serve it. The seed of lavender, which is our seed of intention or wisdom, we plant this seed and we water it every day until the next episode so that it can grow and it can be flourishing in this season. And that seed is mindfulness. I chose mindfulness because I literally want us to be mindful of what we're planting so that you will surely sow it. Let me say that again. That didn't come out as clearly as I thought. You have to be mindful of what you're planting because whatever you plant, you will sow. So don't plant seeds of discord because you're going to reap discord in your life. Don't plant seeds of, um, you know, gossip or anger or intimidation or, you know, anything that is the opposite of what you're trying to sow because you are going to reap it. I want us to plant all good things. I want us to plant favor and grace and mercy and good health and patience and faith and I just want us to plant a beautiful 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 field so that when the harvest season comes we can reap all those beautiful things so be careful what you plant because you will surely sow it I think that we are going to do one more episode for this season. This is season three. I'm probably going to do like a, probably a follow-up episode after the event takes place. I don't know. I may be able to bring you two more episodes because I do have a guest lined up, but they were originally going to be for next season. I may try to see if they can come on this season, but listen... I appreciate every listener. You guys are phenomenal. Even though the podcast went on an unexpected three-week hiatus, people were still downloading and listening. And you know the podcast has been international for a while. Now we have crossed over into the Philippines. Now we have crossed over into China. Like, And it's been week after week after week. And it's so just remarkable and it's so astounding that this vision is literally in the ears of people in countries all over the world. (laughs) I can't even put it into words. So I want you to know I greatly value every listener, every person that has shared 
this podcast, every person that has told someone about it, every time you listen, every week when you download, I love you and I appreciate you. We are going to do one or two more episodes for season three, and then we're going to wrap up until the new year, and we'll be bringing you season four. So stay tuned. Keep doing your work. I hope that your harvest in this season is beautiful. It's just as beautiful as you are because you deserve it. And the universe will serve what we deserve. So I love you. Until next time, know that there's nowhere you can go where love and light can't find you. And God's got you. So don't even worry about it. I love you. Take care.